2 has entered the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, people, to Player 2 Has Entered the Podcast. I am Michael Peterson, a.k.a. MC Paperstacks, and with me, as always, is my co-host with the co-most... Derek Murkison, a.k.a. Full Metal Merc. In the house. In the house. We're back. We're back, baby. Episode 3030, baby. 30. That's how old I am. What? You're You're older than 30, right? No, I'm 30. Oh, that... Wow. Sometimes I forget how young you are. Yeah. <laughs> How's 30 treating you this year? I mean, you know, aside from like the pandemic and this edition and the, the white supremacy and the not being able to go outside and the, you know, the, all, put all that aside. How's 30 treating you? Well, you know, this may be a little vulgar and in-depth to my personal life, but I did have sex twice today already. So that is how 30's treating me right now, man. Well, I'm glad to hear that all of this stress has any, had any effect on your virility. I wish I could say the same. <laughs> Come on, man, wake up. Just <laughs> keep on hitting, slapping. Yeah. Come on, man, work with me, man. Yeah, you've been off for three weeks, man. Come on. <laughs> Am I joking? I don't know. Anyways, uh, well, it's, it's good to hear. I'm glad you're uh, you're feeling good. I'm struggling, man. I feel like this home life is good. But not all the time. I really need to get out. I've definitely picked up trying to get my steps in every day. I walk about 40 minutes a day. I've, I need to fit in more time, I feel like, to, to... It's a brisk walk. Maybe I should start mm-hmm. running. I don't know. Yeah. No. Don't like, run. You kill yourself. I get these... Uh, <laughs> I get these I get these bouts of, like... I, won't, I don't want to say depression, but they might be. I just kind of get, like... And then I just... Yeah. And then I just eat... My feelings. Ooh, yeah. Last night uh, when I finished streaming, I was just like, I'm real hungry. And I went out to Taco Bell. And I haven't done like a late night Taco Bell run since, I don't know, I got salmonella. Right. <laughs> Which that was Arby's, but, you know, not to throw ah. Taco Bell under the bus. Because Taco Bell wasn't open. Taco Bell, if you were open, I'd be a more healthy man today. Mm-hmm. Which is a weird statement to make. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of weird statements, uh, both of us have finished Sweet Home by now. You You finished it this week, right? Yes, I did. What did you what did you think? It was it was something, man. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. was something. It was something. Uh, yeah. All in all, mm. I enjoyed my time with it. The mm. storyline, like I mm. said, kind of dragged there in the middle. Mm. But the characters are what kind of kept me into it, especially the uh Yakuza like fellow and He's cool. sad boy. Yeah. And uh, honestly, the the way it ended, I was like, oh shit. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's do it. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think the last two, cause it's 10 episodes in the first season. The last two episodes in particular, things just jumped off. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and again, there was, I will agree with you, there's a little bit of law in the middle, but I, for me, it felt short lived. Yeah. You know, like I would go, uh, is this show going to hold my attention? And then like a half hour of, of show later, I was like, yes, yes, it will. Yes. <laughs> and it set up, it almost felt kind of, I mean, it it has such a unique flavor because, I mean, we talked about this before. Sweet Home has a very familiar, you know, bottle film, zombie zombie film type aesthetic that we've seen a million times, Mm -hmm. but it's South Korean style. So these people turn it into monsters. Some of them can be good. Some of them can be bad. Then you have monster fights, right? You have people like squaring up against the monsters. It, man. Some of the imaginative soundtrack. Yeah, I mean, you you can imagine the dragon, certainly, <laughs> can't you? <laughs> oh, God. 
I'm so glad that didn't play during the last two episodes. I was expecting it so hard. And I was kind of let down when it didn't. (laughs) I was expecting when the main character got his little, you know, power boost that it was going to start playing. Oh, man. Thank God they saved left that alone, man. Yeah, that was sad, by the way, when he went like full berserk and then it took somebody to come. I don't want to go into super spoilers, but I loved it. I loved it. I I thought it was great. I I mean, maybe it could have ended more hype, but the way it ended, I'm like, I want to see where this is going. You know, and the people that survived and the people that died kind of threw me off. I was expecting certain people not to make it and certain Mm -hmm. people too, and they subverted a lot of my expectations. And again, just with knowing what to expect with this type of genre, they did a lot of cool, interesting things I haven't seen before with it. And I'm here for season two, man. Certainly. So if you like zombie films, if you like anime, if you like anything in between, if you like dramas, ensembles, you like reading your shows, (laughs) if you like develop or really bad dubs, if you like uh, developed characters, like, you know, I mean, I think this is the show. And again, there are some things you have to get past. You have to get past Imagine Dragons and you have to get past really bad CG. Some of it was okay, but this this show does not have a Mandalorian budget, so don't expect that at all. But if you can get past that, it's there's a great show here. I was thoroughly impressed. And now I'm like, I'm side-eyeing all these other Korean shows. I was watching one. God, what was it called? There's a show on Netflix. I think Hell is in the title. And it's about mm. an apartment where like a bunch of crazy or evil people live. And this guy's like there. And you're like, you're in danger, dude. <laughs> I can't remember what it I'm is. I'm in danger. I'm <laughs> 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 Pretty much, but I can't remember the name of the show. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, you gotta watch Kingdom. Everybody listening, watch Kingdom on Netflix. I know, I know. You keep saying that. I, I you're right. Yeah. I gotta watch Kingdom. You're right. You're right. I gotta check. And that actually, out, so. yeah, I started watching this Japanese show called Alice in Borderland, and I think it was like number seven. Oh, that's Japanese. Yeah, that's Japanese. Oh, okay. I thought, Very, I thought yeah. that was Sad Boy on the actual title card. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, he just looks like Sad Boy. Mm. Well. Sad Boy's got that face, man. He's got that like pretty androgynous kind of Asian face that you see fronting mm-hmm. pretty much every K-pop band. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I saw. I was just like, oh, Sad Boy. But I guess it wasn't. Okay. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Whoops. Uh, okay. So <laughs> moving on. What else we got this week? Oh, Trump was impeached again. Yay. That's, yay. He's the only president that's been impeached twice. In fact, he holds the record for half of all impeachments of all time. Mm. So that's cool. The Senate's going to, of course, delay conviction. McConnell was kind of toying with the idea because a lot of companies are toying with his money. A lot of really large corporations, including the one I work for, I work for a large trillion dollar private mutual funds company. I won't say the name, but they announced like, hey, we do PAC money every year. Anybody that sided with the seditionist or voted to try to overturn this legitimate election, they ain't getting money this year, just so you know. I was like, word? Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's. Now you're speaking their language. You can't appeal to them by shaming them. You can't appeal to their morals. You can't call them hypocrites. You fuck with their money, they're going to listen. So now that's splitting the Republican Party down the middle. Now, McConnell is not going to call the Senate back to reconvene before Donald Trump leaves. And I feel like he's doing this because he does want to get rid of Donald Trump. I think I honestly, I think he probably hates the guy, but I think Mm -hmm. he wants to try to lay as much blame on Democrats as he can. And if he waits until after 21st, or I think 21st is is when everything kind of switches over. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Correct. You know, people can correct me if I'm wrong. But if he waits until after and then convenes to continue the impeachment trial, 
They can still retroactively convict him, of course, but he can blame he can allow a slim majority of Democrats to actually do the conviction and ease off some of the heat from him. He's trying to have his cake and eat it, too, because he's a terrible Yay. person. He doesn't care about our safety. He doesn't care that a guy who's not allowed to tweet still has the nuclear codes. He he <laughs> just, you know what I mean? So it is what it is. But I'm really hoping they convict because that will stop him from running in 2024. We talked about that before, like the benefit of that. It'll stop yeah. him from getting like, you know, all this money, Secret Service, all these benefits. It'll cut all that off. So yeah. We'll see how that goes. I'm really proud, though. AOC, Cory Bush, people I heard calling out this white supremacy in our government, like straight up, yeah. direct, you know, and I'm, I'm here yeah, for you it. You have to. You have to. It's about time. And a lot of people are getting right. upset and getting offended. And I think accountability is the order of the day here. You know, I, I was uh, listening to Brene Brown talk about it recently. She says, shame is not working. In fact, sh- I think a lot of these people already feel shame and that's kind of why they're doing what they're doing. But she's like, accountability needs to happen because we can't really move forward and unite unless people who are doing things that are wrong are held accountable. So right. I, that, that's what I'm seeing people push towards. And I'm hoping that we can continue that trend. So, yeah, I'm seeing like people on uh, Facebook talking about, Oh, I'm, I'm not using Amazon or Twitter anymore because they're silencing people. And oh, I was like, shut, shut up. You're going to get, my wife said, they're going to get right off of Facebook and order something on Amazon. Shut the fuck up. No, they are. They are. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that's the thing. Like people, I mean, we talked about it last week. They're, t- they're calling it censorship, but it's like, if they go dropping the ban hammer on just anybody, they won't be that go-to service. Somebody will come along and replace right. them. It is a competitive market. Now, exactly. a lot of these larger companies, especially Amazon, have things rigged in their favor. That's a whole other thing that we can tackle. Like, I, mm-hmm. I definitely think we need to examine Amazon's business practices and how they adopt somebody else's product and then just muscle them out because they have enough money to lose money on a product. Right. Uh, that's, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, the people saying they're going to boycott because they're butthurt about censorship or whatever, please. Spare me. So we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. I'm, I don't want to say I'm not giving up hope yet. Cause seriously, if Canada was like, Hey, you want to move here? I'd be, I'd be there in a heartbeat, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I'm holding out hope that things are going to start to get better. There's a relief package on the way. Democrats are splitting hairs with that whole $1,400 thing, which I think is a dumb way to get things kicked off. Just do 2000. What is wrong right. with you? What do you, what do you, what is this math garbage that you're doing? But at least they're taking steps. They're they're talking about an unemployment moving forward. There's there's still talk of student debt relief. If they can do all that and they can get this vaccine rolled out, I think they have a pretty good chance of holding things down. So we'll see how that yeah. goes. I got a call about student debt relief. I I hung up uh, kind of prematurely. <laughs> you should. Let's talk about loans. It's like ah, bye. Yeah, I'll you should you for now. Later. Yeah, talk to you later after I hear what 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 they're gonna do. So right. All right. So. What I would like to hear about this week, if you have anything to say on the subject, would be pickups, man. Anything going Anything going on in the store this week? Yeah, man. I'm getting some good stuff, man. I got uh, Imaginex, Dragonzord. Uh, you know the Imaginex line of just everything. They have the license to like everything. The little kid's toys. And it's like a foot tall Dragonzord with the dragon dagger that you can use to control it. It's like a remote control. And it's got the missiles and it's got the Red Ranger. And everything's real dope. That sounds uh, today, amazing. Yeah. I just picked up an Indominus Rex hybrid toy that I picked it up for ten bucks, man. This thing it sells from anywhere from one fifty to two hundred bucks. Wow. And wow. I'm like, wow. That's really dope. Also today picked up a Xbox three sixty E four gigabyte. 
everything with the controller that's going in the flea market pokemon ultra sun persona 4 dancing all night mm-hmm. and probably my best pick up this week which mm-hmm. i had already sold it was a donatello bulls figure so it was donatello wearing a chicago bulls jersey and wow I you can't it. get more 90s than that unless you had a bar yeah, haircut. 1990, <laughs> yeah right 1992 <laughs> uh picked that up for 10 bucks sold it for 150 like the same day that's amazing man yeah i was like wow this is dope i'm loving yeah. it but uh yeah right now on the ebay store ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more 15 percent off most everything on the store 15 percent oh, off one okay. five one five percent I've been eyeballing that Kyogre that you have. Maybe I might hop on there and buy it. Oh, yeah. I can finally leave you a review. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I got a lot of Pokemon plushes on there. A lot of of Pokemon stuff in general on there. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball stuff, video games from whatever consoles you're looking for. So Mm -hmm. go check that out. But that's that's what I got going on. 15% off. Check it out, please. I would love it. Leave a good review. You actually got me a $30 sale. That guy bought from you? That guy yeah, oh, he bought yeah. yeah, he bought yeah, he bought Bushido Blade off of me. That's so cool. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. That. Thank you. Yeah, I was on Facebook and we were, you know, I think we're both in this group. It's called Let's Geek Out. Mm-hmm. And this guy was like, post anything, anything below. And I was like, hey, y'all need to get on my boy's store. You know what I'm saying? If you want video games or you want good goodies that are nerdy or things, you right. need to go here. And he's like, where and how much you want for this? And I'm like, it's not my store, Derek. Would you want to talk to this man? Right. And then I saw the back and forth or whatever. And I was wondering if like that led to it. That's cool. Yeah. I was actually talking you up last night on the stream. So oh, I, yeah. um, okay. I I don't want to jump ahead too far. I can talk about it once we get to it. But last night, was, you know, Friday Night Frights playing a horror game. And I was talking about my overlays because I hadn't updated them in a while. And originally I put your main URL for your dot com. Right. But I know you don't update that as much as the eBay store because you're a busy man and it's just easier to update that. So I've been meaning to go back and like I've updated most links and other places like, you know, and all the stuff that we do for the podcast and streaming, YouTube, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I I hadn't updated on my overlay because it takes like programming and stuff. And I was like, I wouldn't do that. Right. But I was talking you up and and saying last night that, you know, you, you took this passion for thrifting and this skill that you had and you turned it into a livelihood and just how impressive that is, you know. We've talked about it before, you yeah. know, offline and la- online. I am just so crazy proud of you. Like, oh, I, it, it reminds me, I had a best friend growing up. His, his name is Kit Clouser, and he became a musician and, and fronted a band just because, like, he just got into music. I mean, he's always been into music, but mm-hmm. he was just one day, he was like, I'm going to learn how to play this guitar. And then just started a band and then just went and released albums and did concerts. And I was just like... When you see somebody follow their dreams that hard and just go for it and succeed, it just it fills you up with good feelings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. when you love that person. So like just watching you crush it at this just feels so awesome. And I I love that I'm along for this journey. So yeah. thanks, man. I appreciate hey. it. No problem. Yeah. Love you, man. All right. Yeah, well, uh, let's see. So we have what we've been playing this week and we were talking about this offline You've been playing Ease Memories of Celsetta, right? Because I have too. Yeah. I kind of want to talk about yeah. it. So where, where are you at right now? What you doing? What's I just got on? done with Sacred Beast Slayer. Sacred uh, Beast. Defeated the little fish boss of the head going on there. And got the black guy in the group. I was like, yeah, <laughs> black man. POC. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his name is Ozma, I think. Ozma. Yeah. Ozma. Ozma. Yeah. Got the, like, got yeah the he's spear. pretty dope. 
Yeah. I love when you get a new character and you're like, I wonder what weapon they use. And then you press square and it's like, oh, he's got a spear that's super dope, bro. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, it's going it's going real good. I'm enjoying the story. The music is fire as always. Mm -hmm. And it's getting me more and more hype for Ease 9 next month. So awesome. Yeah, I I started up Ease Memories of Celsetta this week because I talked about last week how I was considering doing that. And you had mentioned it's only 20 hours. Although I think it's probably going to be more for me because I always do this in these games. I like just to run around and fight because it's just fun to do the, you know, the combat. Yeah. So I probably grinded a little bit more than I should have, but it, it's fine. It, it It's still really well balanced. So even if you do grind a bit, the game finds a way to still challenge you. Like I still got to that fish boss that you're talking about and I had to mind my P's and Q's. I had to dodge a bit. You know, I had to, I had to drink down a few potions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I was like, this is a little clutch. <laughs> right. So. But yeah, no, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I think it's still got that Falcom jank. Falcom, I, I'm not going to say that they're low effort because they obviously have a formula that works and they stick to it. Yeah. But like I, I, when I first started playing it, it had a little anime cutscene intro thing, but it was all like 2D flash animation. And I was like, they cut corners here. And then the first <laughs> cutscene I saw was this cat with this really janky walk animation and i was like oh no and then right. like all the people walking around and then they even sometimes skip animations with like a phase shift so like there's a character sitting in a chair and they go to get up and they just phase shift them to standing up and i'm like oh you didn't want to do the in between where they're kind of like crouched and trying to get out of their okay right. all right fair enough um <laughs> but there's a lot of good quality of life stuff here i like that i mean it's an action rpg so you run around with your party members and they'll fight independently of you. And of course, you can set with a flick of a button if they're going to be aggressive and attack enemies or if they're going to be evasive or defensive. I like that because all the enemies drop like this shower of stuff that you want to pick up, collectibles and different things that you would use for crafting or selling. The AI character will aggressively go after collectibles, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. And I love that. That's such a little touch, but it goes such a long way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I like the fact that you're still an explorer and the whole theme is adventure because that's always what it is with Adol. And so you're filling out this map and you're getting paid by the military for how much you fill out of this like uncharted forest. You go and fight different enemies and there are some enemies you can't really handle or are tougher. And and of course, just like a la Metroidvania, as you unlock different abilities, like in that temple that you're at that we just talked about, the Sacred Beast there. Right. You unlock the ability to swim underwater and hold your breath indefinitely so you can get to different areas you couldn't get to before. So cool. I love that. Yeah, I love that dope. stuff. So yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it too. And hopefully we can do a spoiler cast on that not too long from now. Yeah. I'd be really into that. I, I don't think it's going to be as popular as some of the other mainstream games we did, but I think it's worth it to do a spoiler cast on Ease. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't come to Ease for the stories. Sometimes right. eventually they hook me. Like I did actually end up enjoying Lacrimosa of Donna's story, but it wasn't until like, dozens and dozens of hours in where i was like oh <laughs> before that it was just like gameplay 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 so hell yeah coo 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 well let me rattle off real quick the games that i played still playing final fantasy 10 albed just blew up home spoilers mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> cyberpunk 2077 the story missions are really good i'm doing more yeah. of the story missions because i'm trying to finish the game I've obviously had a lot of criticisms. It still crashes on me. It crashed on me in this most recent episode. But the story missions are actually really interesting and engaging. And the more I get into, like, Johnny Silverhand's backstory, like, he's an asshole of the highest order. Please believe. (laughs) But I enjoy, like, his world and his trajectory and the people that he was interacting with and stuff like that. And and, uh, I'm into it. So I'm wondering if I'll ever try it. I don't know. 
I, I think you should, but if you're not on fire about it, definitely wait. Wait a while, maybe wait a year. Yeah. Because I, I, they just, with a, another I'm sorry video that Cyberpunk <laughs> released, they they uh, talked about the fixes they're going to implement in the next-gen versions, and things are going all the way up and up until 2022, it looks like. So Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a little ridiculous. Yeah. A little ridiculous, but, you know. Finish your games, guys. Yeah, fin- finish there's so many games coming out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I am so not bothered by delays anymore because there's always something coming out in a week or two. Always. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, who knows? Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion. I finished it last night. I wouldn't have if it wasn't for my man, Ryan J. Do you remember the guy I told you about mm-hmm. that commented on the YouTube channel last oh, week? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He popped on the stream last night. He said, hey, I'm the guy from YouTube. And I was like, what's up? He popped in RJ587. He was like, you know, giving me, he wasn't telling me exactly what to do, but he was giving me hints when it was crucial or being like, hey, you missed something. Like, he was yeah. like my wingman last night. And I got all the way to the end to like the final boss and I got killed by it. And I was like, ah, well, we did our best. And he goes, come on. <laughs> He's like, you get back on. on that horse and you ride it, baby. You get back on that horse, man. <laughs> and you know what I did? And I, and I ended up finishing the game and I got the good ending and I was very pleased. And he recommended a new game for me to play next week. So there, there's a game by the same developer. It's called Lost in Vivo. I, I watched the trailer on Steam last night. It mm. looks really cool, actually. I yeah. I'm, I'm kind of becoming a fan of this developer. I need to know their, learn their name. I'll talk about them more next week after I play Lost in Vivo. But yeah, that was neat. So that's I'm up to 32 followers. Twitch streamer of the nice. year. <laughs> 32. <laughs> I need I need like 28 more, I think, before I can. No, 18 more before I can even allow people to subscribe at this point like it's yeah it's it is what it is yeah yeah. but no no i i i was talking about it early on in the episode last night i really like it when i'm playing a somewhat popular game and to me if if somebody just pops in unannounced it's popular so i like that i was playing spooky's jump scare mansion and there's such a supportive and robust community around that that somebody just pops in and goes hey see you're playing spookies it's a great game Mm -hmm. ain't it watch out for that monster (laughs) <laughs> so no the two people that i've met through playing that game have been really sweet and fun to interact with so i recommend it for anybody it's free i mean you can get an hd version there's dlc i recommend that too because i think this developer deserves money but if you just want to try it out hop on steam and play spooky's jump scare mansion it's a good time yeah so uh what else did i play i finished the main campaign of spider-man remastered and working on the dlc it is what it is Streets of Rage, that was for Monday Night Brawlers, just as good as it last, was last week. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it for me. So, Did you get my... used to Spider-Man's face? <sighs> no, you know what's funny? Like no. There's this scene where Peter goes to check on Aunt May during the pandemic. And mm-hmm. Aunt May goes, oh, there's a face uh, for sore eyes or a sight for sore eyes. And I was just like, no. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. You stupid face, you stupid. Uh, <laughs> you don't like it we want my old face back no but it is what it is I just oh, sigh ugly face. <laughs> yeah I just sigh and move on Ugh. anyways but no, it's it's a great game I mean there's I don't think there's enough that could be said about Spider-Man yeah. and the remaster it's just the best version you can play so it'll probably be pretty cheap by the time you get a PS5 I would I would pick it up if you're at all interested in replaying Spider-Man ever so yeah go 
Yip, 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 yip. Let's get into gaming news. Gaming news. What you got? We got a trailer for Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Finally. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. I loved it. Yeah. It got me hyped. I pre ordered it this week. He's like, I really need to say this. I pre ordered it. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, man. I'm actually interested to play it because I I haven't played a lot of the 3D Mario games to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's most especially the Wii ones. Mm-hmm. And 3D World was always one where I was like, I didn't really have a Wii U at the time mm-hmm. when it came out. And then when I got one, I just didn't. I just never got around to playing it. So it looks really dope. Bowser's Fury looks awesome. Yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah. Bowser's luck turns into like a giant kaiju Bowser and he's just blowing flames everywhere and you still have to 3D platform while avoiding the flames. And then you uh, ring that big old bell and you get your giant cat suit and your Super Saiyan Mario. <laughs> super, super Catnian. <laughs> yeah. I, super, I was like, super Nyan Nyan. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I like Dragon Ball. I like Mario. Put it in, put, give me a Super Saiyan Mario, baby. Yeah. And it's like they're finally uh, taking a cue from Sega when they did Supersonic all those years ago. Because Supersonic was based off of Super Saiyan as well. Oh, of course it was. So, yeah. So I, I just think that's that's hilarious, man. No, it's good times. And I like that you can control Bowser Jr. He looks to be more of like a helper character, so it'd be good for like a little brother type thing. I, right. I was going to try to see if I could get Ben on that. Uh, I, I And also, it's, um, the showcase on the 13th talked about the Amiibo functionality. So, mm-hmm. Cat Suit Mario, when you scan him, he'll give you the Invincible Cat Mario suit, which is good, again, for younger kids. Right. And then Cat Peach will just give you a random power-up. So, that's cool. Okay. Are these new Amiibos that are coming out? or Yes. The okay. two new Amiibos releasing alongside this game, Cat Suit Mario and Cat Suit Peach. Cool. And, yeah, you know our, you know me. I already got a pre-order. They're, they're going to be on their way soon. So, yeah. <laughs> from Best Buy, who is Best Boy? Yeah, it's easy for you now since you have them all. You just buy them when they come out and you don't have to look for them. Right? Yeah, now that I'm caught up, like as soon as one comes out, it's just like a no brainer purchase. It's just like, where do I pre order? Boom, done. Right. So, yeah, no, it, 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 it definitely took a long time and I kind of missed the hunt a little bit. Like it was fun yeah. to wheel and deal and get all these. A lot of these I got for like a dollar. Yeah. And yeah, no, like I was hustling. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the the fact that I was able to get a lot of these so cheap, you know, just makes me feel even better about having the whole collection. And again, the only thing I'm missing, and maybe they'll do a reprint someday, who knows, is Big Yarn Yoshi, which I think is around $300 on Amazon right mm. now. Yikes. Yeah, not going to do that. Did you hear about the rumor, by the way, of what they were saying that Fury Bowser was called in Japan? Uh, no, I did not. People were trying to pass off that he was called God Slayer Bowser in Japan, and they changed to Fury <laughs> Bowser in the U.S., which I almost oh. half believed when I first saw it, but it actually ended up not being true. Oh, but in God my heart, Slayer now Bowser. he's God Slayer Bowser. Right. Just like Grogu's Baby Yoda. Yeah, because he's, uh, I mean, that just that just sounds like a badass kaiju name. God Slayer yeah. Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm super excited about it, too. It looks really good. I, you know what? Super Mario 3D World was pre-installed on the Wii U that you sold me way back when. Oh, really? Yeah, so I got a, I got a chance to play it for a bit. I never cool. beat it, but I'm definitely going to give it a, another good go once now that it's on Switch, and I've pre-ordered it from Best Buy, who is Best Buy. Yeah, awesome. So. Yeah, along with this news of 3D World, we're getting a new Mario-themed Switch. Woo! Oh, yeah, and this is different from other collector's Switches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this one has... 
actually changes the color of the tablet itself. Which has so normally with the yeah normally with the special editions you just they change the dock they they add mm. some color or they add some little like decals to it pretty boring. But with this, different color joy cons. Yeah, they're changing the entire color of the system. The entire dock is blue. The, mm-hmm. the entire system is red. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find it odd that they didn't add any blue on the system itself because if you're just playing it, you know, handheld mostly, then you don't have any blue and it's just a red switch. Yeah, I would have liked the uh, there to be more design or different color on the Joy-Cons because the Joy-Cons are just red. And the only thing right. that's blue is the little, like, attachments that go on them if you want to turn them on their side. Right. You know, I, I don't know. But no, the tablet itself looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Really dope. Really dope. That's going to be coming out later this year. You want to get one? Yeah. No. I don't, <laughs> I, mean, I don't need one. I have the Smash Brothers Switch, so I'm, I'm set. But yeah. now that I see this Switch, I'm like, how awesome would it have been for them to have put that whole mural of all the Smash characters oh. on the dock? Or on the back of the system. That would be so cool. Oh, oh I need to up my mural. So I ordered a mural from somebody, I think on Etsy, who made me one with the DLC characters on it. But it was back before Byleth was released. Oh. So now I'm waiting to up my mural after like the second round of characters is released. And then I'll probably have that laminated so that way I can get it kind of preserved. But And, I'll, and I have that, you know, like laid out above mm-hmm. my smash brothers amiibo collection which i made custom shelves for you've seen it it's dope yeah mm-hmm. so yeah I'm, I'm excited for that you've seen it it's amazing we talked about I'm it. cool <laughs> i'm so cool i brag about it all the time hell yeah like i have this video saved in my phone anytime somebody's like does anybody here collect amiibo i'm like share Are you? <laughs> i have a small collection yeah it's just these I have a, my father gave me a small collection of one million amiibos. Yeah, just a small loan of one million amiibos. It was very meager. And then from that collection, I was able to grow it to one million and two. Right. Yeah, not to brag, but yeah. Oh, so, man. <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, more Pokemon news. We got a new hmm. Pokemon Snap coming out. We got a trailer and everything. Oh, Snap. April 30th. Yeah. I watched it and, you know, it's it's Pokemon Snap. If you played mm. the old one, mm-hmm. you know, you just you're riding around in your little, uh, what is it, like like a gyrosphere type thing. Yeah, Jurassic two miles world. an hour so everybody sees you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're just taking pictures, you're snapping photos of Pokemon. And it's just a real laid back experience. And, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get it or not, but it's definitely something for the kids that love Pokemon. Or yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if it wasn't for Ben, I might not get it right away either, but I think Ben's going to be so into it, and I'm, I'm going to get it so we can hang out and look for all the Pokemon together. That'd be yeah. a fun, fun fun backseat game for him, or even if he wants to take the reins, you know, he's getting older, he's going to be five this year, so it's yeah. about time for him to start video gaming it up. Yeah, I just, I love that Nintendo is finally starting to embrace all their Pokemon shit that they have. Like, they re-released, what was it, Mystery Dungeon, DX... Mm-hmm. And now we're getting Pokemon Snap, and we're also and rumors, yeah, rumors of yeah. a Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remake for the Switch. If I gave you diamonds and pearls, would, would you, you remake it for the Switch? <laughs> a Poke Boy or a Poke Girl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now myself, I didn't play the Diamond and Pearl. Originals. Oh, you didn't. Oh, I did. Yeah. Now, I was still I, in my hay. I was like, everyone. I was Diamond Guy. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I stopped at Gold and Silver. Mm. Gold and Silver, to me, is the pinnacle. But I haven't played any other ones, so, you know. How, yeah. how was Diamond and Pearl? It was good. I mean, it was definitely a step up from... Because it was the... Correct me if I'm wrong. 
this was the first one for the DS. Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. before that, you had Ruby and Sapphire, Sapphire and then Emerald. Yep. And, yeah, so Diamond and Pearl took advantage of the power of the DS. The sprites were, like, double the size. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember a lot of the additions that came along with that game because it's been so long since I played it. But I remember really enjoying it. I remember still going for the Pokédex and how they actually added a lot, like Electrovire, which is Elekid, and then Electabuzz. Electabuzz is of all form. is a really oh, cool okay. design. He came from that game. And a lot of other, like, genuine Pokémon that like magmar like that ha- had just one evolution got their mm-hmm. upper evolution instead of just their pre-evolution right. so it expanded the roster and i think in a meaningful way so yeah i'm I'm excited to see if they re-release it i'll definitely check it out i love me some pokemon i'm not yeah, as I into it too. as it used to be i'm not the type of guy that's like i want to be the very best i'm like i want to be somewhat okay so that's right. that's me right now <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gotta catch them all. I'm like gotta catch as many as I can during the main yeah, storyline. Yeah. That's where I am. I need to get back to finishing Shield. I just. I've been thinking uh, about going back to Sword. Yeah, especially with the DLC. I just uh, same thing. I'm like, mm, yeah, because I mean, it feels like an investment. It's Pokemon. It's Pokemon. Yeah. It's Pokemon. Plus, I got really dejected. Okay. I thought I got a good team together with my little uh, Ice Cube Penguin that I have, mm-hmm. and I had a, I had a good strats going that actually Is got that me Delibird? through. Like, no, it's not Delibird. It's. No, um, Delibird. What is the Ice Cube Pokemon? That he's got like an Ice Cube for a head, and he's a penguin. Oh, I, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I can't I remember his name. I can't remember his name either. This is this is what happens when you turn forty. Jeez. Yeah. All right, but um, <laughs> but I, I had a really good strat, and it actually got me through all those post battles where they actually up the difficulty really high, and you actually mm-hmm. have to use strategy in order to win, and not just yeah. like levels. And then my cousin came over and just trounced me, and I was just like, I hate this game again. Yeah. <laughs> Like, and it wasn't even close. I mean, well, I guess it kind of was, but it just, we had a couple of matches in a row, like, and just each time, he just immediately undid all my strategy, and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> so, yeah, you can't just have Rillaboom use tree poke. Yeah, right, stuff. right, you gotta do other <laughs> stuff, so. But yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to check it out. Prevailing rumor right now, if people want to follow the story, is that the remakes are slated for an official announcement in late February. There might be a direct, so keep an eye out for that. The idea that's being tossed around is that this game could be releasing around November of this year. So that'd be perfect. Yeah, I think so. For them, they're just printing it. They're printing money. Printing money, and of course, it will only be available until March thirty first, twenty twenty two. Of course, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> yeah, it's the twenty fifth anniversary. About of, right. It's the twenty fifth anniversary of Pokemon, so we're going to release all these things digitally, and then we're going to remove them again. Because uh, fuck you. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because we don't like money that much. Yeah. And we hate yes. you even more. Nintendo. Mm. <laughs> Power to the players. <laughs> Until we decide otherwise. Right. What else we got this week going on? We've got some big, 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 big news in Star How Wars How big gaming. is it? Oh, It's whoa. big, 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 big. In a EA, galaxy far, far away. Yes. EA is losing the license to fuck. EA is losing the... Yeah, they are. They ain't fucking anymore. That license yeah. is run out. Dry. They're, they're losing... <laughs> EA is losing its exclusive license to produce Star Wars games. Jesus. Mm. <laughs> and I feel great about it. Even though yeah. I love Jedi Fallen Order, that was a... Honestly, I feel like a fluke because they didn't interfere with Respawn creating that game, really. Yeah. But just to let everybody know, they're not no longer allowed to make these games. Their license runs out in 2023. 
So mm. in the meantime, Ubisoft is developing an open world Star Wars game that will probably release after that. Mm. And we know how Michael feels about Ubisoft. I myself have not played an Ubisoft game in, well, that's kind of hard to say because they, they make a lot of damn games. So I may have played one, but I can't think of the last Ubisoft game that I played. Mm. Maybe Assassin's Creed Origins. Mm. That's the last time I think I touched an Ubisoft product, but oh, I'm kind of scared, man. I'm kind of scared. I do not want Ubisoft to mess up a Star Wars game that could be good. It's a non-starter for me for obvious reasons. They won't address the allegations of racism and sexual abuse of their employees. Fuck Ubisoft. And Mm. until they address that and change their work culture, I will not support them monetarily. And I stand by that. Now, again, I talked earlier how how, uh, boycotts don't work. I don't expect they work. This is just a personal choice I'm making. I don't judge Mm. those of you who want to go out and give them money. I just think they're the worst, and I'm not going to do it. Now, but this is good news because we know that they're not renewing their license with EA, obviously. So 2023, it's over. So Ubisoft has already started that development, so that game can come out later. But it also opens up the avenue for other developers as well, other publishers. So Mm -hmm. we're looking at Star Wars being handed out to, you know, whoever can make a decent game. And that's the part of the news that I'm clinging to being like, okay, cool. Let's, let's see what they, uh, they got going on, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I can't wait to see what's in store. Cause uh, EA has really been dropping the ball with this star Wars stuff. Battlefront, Battlefront two. Uh, I heard squadrons was okay. Yeah. Well, we, we uh, talked Fallen about Order. accountability yeah. too. Like people, the, the blowback and the backlash to their business practices has been pretty pronounced. And mm-hmm. not by the average Joe, but by enough consumers and enough of the gaming community that they're listening. Like, hey, we don't like the way the wind's blowing. And nobody trusts EA, and they have a really horrible reputation. So if they step out of line, people are quick to pounce. Right. Um, so I think this is good. I think this just shows that you know there is a limit to where you can push things. People are not going to take whatever you throw at them. I mean, even a beloved studio like CD Projekt Red, look look how they've been through the ringer in just the last couple of months. So, yeah. I mean, you got to mind your P's and Q's. Just saying. Mm-hmm. People are going to start voting with their wallets. So, Indeed. Well, yeah. I would like to mention, this was just recently announced, Bethesda is going to be making a new Indiana Jones game. Oh my god, it sounds so cool. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it might be i don't know i don't know what an indiana jones game can look like in this environment with your laura crofts and your nathan drakes but right. it's going to be developed by machine games the same people who did the recent wolfenstein games and those were okay. excellent so were. we we don't have a whole lot of info but if you're an indiana jones fan and you have an xbox get hype i'm not saying it's going to be xbox exclusive but expect that to be a possibility because they own bethesda mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes and then uh Mortal Kombat Mortal Kombat The movie Johnny Cage Liu Kang Your soul is mine The the screenshots No you get over here and look at these screenshots Yeah Screenshots from the movie came out and they look pretty good to me. I don't, what do yeah. you think? Man, they look great. Yeah? Like, I, I like the design. I can't even yeah, yeah. They look great. Especially Jax. 
Jax does look like a pro. I love yeah. his cheesy mustache and his yeah. arms. It looks great. Every, everybody's like, is Steve Harvey playing Jax? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, guys. That's obviously not Steve Harvey. You guys are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that take. <laughs> yeah, but the, uh, man, the arms look really good on Jax. Yeah. Uh, that Sub Zero screenshot with oh, the icicle coming out of his hand. He's got the mask on. Yeah. And. Liu Kang and Kung Lao look great. Yes, they do. Kang yeah, actually looks pretty good, too. Yeah, I like his redesign. I like what they were doing with his face. It was interesting. I mean, these screenshots are not indicative of how the movie is going to be, because you could probably take some stills from Wonder Woman that look great. But, and actually, uh, WB, what, what the hell have you been doing lately? Seriously, get your shit together. Wait, mm-hmm. do, you're going to end up being like Sony Picture Studios or whatever. Anyways, <laughs> uh, set all that aside. I have high hopes for the movie. I, I hope it, even if it, if it is cheesy, I hope it's that fun cheesy we've come to know and love from the original movie. My heart is open. I want this movie to do well, and we get to enjoy it on HBO Max pretty soon. So you better get that HBO Max, man. Yeah, no, I'm going to get it. Get it back. When this movie comes out. Because we got to talk about Mortal Kombat, man, when it comes out. Oh, yeah. We got to. So, yeah, those are online. They're floating around. If you want to check them out, you know, give us your thoughts. The only other thing that I can think of that I think would be newsworthy for this week, and this is upcoming, Resident Evil. Capcom has announced there's going to be a big Resident Evil showcase on January 21st. So if you got access to Twitch or YouTube around 5 p.m. Eastern on the 21st, you can check out the showcase. There is an open beta I think people can sign up for. I tried, though, and it was really difficult, and I had to go through, like, a Japanese ID, and uh, oh, I'm wow. still working on it. Yeah, it was VPN. tough. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I was trying to sign up for a Capcom ID, whatever the hell that is, and they were giving me the runaround. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm going to get into the closed beta, but there's a beta, like, about the their anniversary and the experience and whatnot. But we'll definitely be covering that next week. So if you want to follow along, check it out this week, and we'll uh, we'll discuss our thoughts. I'm excited. I, I love me some Resident Evil news, man. And if they have yeah. enough for a whole showcase, like they're really diving in, I think we're going to get... I mean, we had those Capcom leaks. We know they're going to try to probably do Resident Evil once a year and make an annual franchise. So mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of news more outside of just this upcoming installment. So, Yeah, I'm always excited to see Resident Evil news, even though I'm not a fan of the series like that. I like to see it. It sounds like so. you're a fan. You're just not a regular. Yeah, like I, I have not played and beaten any Resident Evil games. Yeah, yeah. So. I like I'm, I'm kind of a fan of like the Dark Souls games because I love the aesthetic and the idea. But I'm not a regular. Mm-hmm. I haven't beaten any of those games. I like, I love all their CG movies that they come out with. Yeah. Oh, oh the Resident. Yeah, those are pretty. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, not so much the live action. Yeah. Nah. Not so much. Have you seen Monster Hunter by the way yet? Nope. Is it streaming anywhere? I'm not sure. It kind of. I feel like it has to be, right? Yeah, it probably has to be. We should check that out. Maybe we can talk about it next week. Because I know it's come out. We should probably... I heard it's bad, which is why I haven't looked into it too much. But... Yeah. yeah. I mean, Paul W.S. Anderson. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. Gonna do? So... <laughs> what are you going to do, baby? All right. So that's pretty much gaming news. One thing I want to get into before we kind of move on to the next topic is something we discussed recently. Our Spotify playlist. Because... Video game soundtracks just keep coming to streaming, like left and right. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's about time that we put out there to the world our best songs. You know what I mean? Are the songs that really kind of get us jazzed up. And you had you had kind of alluded to the fact, and it's true, it would probably be heavily Japanese. I almost think we should do like a Western and an Eastern version. 
Yeah. <laughs> them up. But yeah, I, I'm thinking a lot of JRPGs. But, you know, if, if you were to just, I don't know, spitball the list right now, maybe I'm taking notes. Maybe I'm not. I mean, what kind of songs are coming? To, what soundtracks, what songs are coming to your mind that definitely need to make this list? We're definitely getting some Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts 2 stuff. We're getting some Final Fantasy 10, 8, 7. We're getting some Dragon Quest in there. That intro thing to drag. That's my shit. That's my shit. It's time to adventure. Right. What song specifically from Kingdom Hearts are you thinking? Oh, boy. I like the piano intro that always play on the title card. And anything by Utada. You yeah, know, like talking sanctuary, sanctuary simple, and simple and clean. Think uh, twice. Don't think twice. Fa- face my fears. Let me face. Let me face. Not let so much face my fears. fears. Even though no, it's face my fears me. is dope. It's Get out of here. Man, it's hype. But I, that's acrylic shit. That just uh, you don't uh, like EDM. Is, How can you like video game music and not like EDM? I feel like the no, Venn diagram. It's not that. Like, it's just that. It's just that combining it with Utado was just. I didn't need it. Mm, you know what I mean? Especially yeah. after those pet. Those first two intros. I don't know. I just but those first it. two intros were kind of remixed because you have like the kind of soft, kind of classic Utada simple and clean version where it's just you know kind of like you know slow and romantic. But then the opening of the actual game is but it's not like that shit is dope. I'm sorry, but I love that shit. Are you kidding me? I love that song. Like I said, it's grown on me. We're gonna fight over that one. Yeah. Well. All right. Okay. So yeah, we got a lot of those. What else? Yeah. Battle theme. Battle theme from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Which one? Let's see. How that should go? Wait, is there a battle? I mean, there are battle themes. A lot of times, like you have your main battle theme that's kind of like piano heavy, and mm-hmm. and like from 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 front like trumpets and stuff. And then you have like the battle themes that are based off of the worlds they're in. I can't think of anything that I would say is a banger that doesn't hinge on like the Disney property. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I feel like that's cheating. I can't. Almost. I can't think any. Uh, I can't think of anyone specifically. So I will go to, to me, Final Fantasy X. Yeah, I was going to say, the, go ahead, the King, go Kingdom Hearts music, to me, it's the bookends. It's the Utada right. stuff. It's the overarching theme. Stuff like that's really good. But yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah. You saying I say Final Fantasy X? Yeah, Final Fantasy X to Xanarkand. Definitely. That's the song Are you kidding that me? plays when you first start. <laughs> this is going to be a hard list because there's so many different moods with the different music. Some of it's really hype. Some of it's like to Xanarkand where it's really like somber and it's really mm-hmm. slow and it's really like kind of pulls at the heartstrings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, you know what we got to include on that list, right? Chrono Cross, Chrono Cross, and Chrono Trigger. So I need to get you on the Chrono Cross soundtrack, and and I'm gonna send you like some of my favorites from that. I'm gonna, I, I, we'll, we'll make the list private. We'll work on it. I'm gonna send you some stuff. You send me some stuff. We'll add to it. We'll see what we like. But uh, final, you mentioned Final Fantasy VII. I I think I talked about this before, but I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast or not. One of my favorite Mm -hmm. songs from Final Fantasy VII is Anxious Hearts. That's that really slow, string-heavy song that that plays in the slums. It only plays a couple of times in the remake. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely One Winged Angel. Yeah, that's a classic. That's possibly one of the greatest composed pieces of music ever. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh, speaking of uh, stuff that's hype like Winning Wing Angel, the Barry Fatale from uh, Final Fantasy VIII. Fethos. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Vinosek. That fake Latin that's not even a language. I love it. Right. <laughs> Vinosek. It's Vino so sick. good. Yeah. Vinosek. Lucid. Oh, you know what else has good music? Grandia. Grandia 2 has Grandia. a really good uh, like church theme mm-hmm. that I would want to include in there. I'm trying to think of what else has really good soundtrack. Oh, oh my god. Super Giant Games. Are you kidding me? There are yeah. songs that we got to include. Now, this would be on the Western list, but right. Daniel Korb does really good stuff for Bastion, Transistor, and then recently Hades. In the Blood is the hypest shit I've ever heard in my life. I love that song. <laughs> The uh, this is gonna sound weird to say, and I don't know if it's just because I have an emotional connection to the games or not. But have you ever heard a a song that's so good it just makes you want to cry? <laughs> like, um, yeah. I don't I don't know what it is about that guy's music and Super Giant Games, but there are some games he hits he hits notes that that make me well up. I'm like, this is so fucking beautiful. <laughs> right, <laughs> I, I can't explain it, but like his music is just it's amazing, and there's. A song in Bastion called Coming Home. It's like he does a good job of splitting songs up like different melodies and then mashing them together at the end. And there's a song he does that for in Bastion. There's probably one in Transistor, but I haven't finished Transistor. And then in Hades, In the Blood does that. And it's Orpheus and Eurydice singing together. And it's so good. So good. So that that would definitely be included. Uh, Anything else that comes to mind? The I don't remember the name, but the menu song for East 8, Lacrimosa of Donna. Okay, I don't remember the song, but I bet it's good. I have to check that out. East, East Eight menu song. Okay, guys, we're gonna get this together. Oh, we haven't even talked yeah. about Persona. Persona, oh, everything. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Persona Four intro. Persona Five intro. Persona, Persona 5 Three intro. Theme. Persona Five. Yeah, yeah the, the Persona 4 shopping in Persona Four. Shopping in Persona Three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never felt like. <laughs> it's so jazzy. I can't stand it. So good. All right, so listeners out there, it, we're gonna do this. I'm serious about this uh, playlist, and we'll we'll make it public so everybody knows. I'm I'm gonna even post some on the Facebook page so people can check it out once we get it done. It's going to be tough. I feel like in yeah. order to make this work, I might have to do multiple lists, but I want it to be just one. But I'm going to have to take you on a roller coaster of moods in this yeah. list. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be intense. So, uh, what do you think? If we get, let's say we have 50 songs in the list, should we split it up in the three lists so it's more like CD size, like bite-sized chunks? Like, here's the chill list. Here's the hype list. Yeah. Here's the Western list. Here's the Eastern list. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I'm, I think we got to do that. Plus, our tastes are going to clash a little bit. We might argue right. about what needs to be on there. But uh, but yeah, I think... Oh, oh my God. This is kind of cheating, but I, I kind of want to put Black Materia on there. <laughs> <laughs> like, for those of you who don't know, Mega Ran... I'm not usually into nerdcore because I, I think it's a little cringe. Like, I list, I've, I've tried to get into people who rap about video games or nerdy stuff, and I'm like, I don't know. But Mega Ran hits a sweet spot, and... The Black Materia album, which is basically him rapping the entire story of Final Fantasy VII from start to finish, is just, mwah, I love it. Especially uh, Avalanche. That song in particular is one of my favorites. So oh. we might have to throw that in there. But yeah, yeah, I think that pretty much covers it. So aside from things we're hype about, aside from things we're excited about, one thing I need to ask you this week, Derek, what you feeling? I am feeling WandaVision. WandaVision. 
That's pretty good. WandaVision. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny because you and Vicky and myself, we're like really into it, right? Uh-huh. The internet does not agree. What? They're not most, like of the inter- most of the internet doesn't agree. They're like, oh, this is yeah, cool. There should have been like- more. There should be more super stuff and superpowers. And I want to know what's going on. It's like, guys, 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 calm down. Calm down. It's the first two episodes. They're going to let us in slow. And then they're going to end off real high. You see, I, I think it will take you on that journey. I know they're going to release one episode per week. I think it was a good idea that they dropped two because I think the yeah. first one did kind of reveal a little bit, but it was more towards the end. And I feel like you needed that extra tidbit to string you along. Yeah, that first one was literally just a sitcom episode. No, there was, was a couple nothing. of things in there. But, uh, you know, what I mean, like there was the whole glitch at the dinner scene and then at the very end when they kind of. Oh, out. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, give me your thoughts, man. You're feeling it this week. What's going on, man? What are you feeling? Yeah, man, it, it's it's funny. Their chemistry is really good. Yes. Uh, this is the most that they've been able to like act together as yes. characters uh-huh. on screen. So uh, probably throughout the whole MCU, they've probably been on screen together like 10 minutes or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. So for them to be able to have an entire show to just play off of each other mm-hmm. and make me really believe that they are in love with each other and that mm-hmm. a human woman can love a machine. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Oh, human women love machines all the time. Oh, no, never mind, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. Right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's really good. It's really good so far. Like, not much has happened as far as the overarching plot. Mm-hmm. But we have got a few glitches here and there. And some people have been... Like, there's some people that are introduced and they're like, "What? what's my name? Oh, yeah, this is my name. It's like, mm-hmm. that's not your name. I know that's not your name, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. 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 But uh, it's it's funny. They're really hitting that 50s, 60s um, sitcom stuff. Like that I Love Lucy, that Bewitched, Dick Van Dyke, mm-hmm. all that old. You nailed it right there. Those three shows, I feel like, were the main inspiration for how they tackled the framing of the first couple of episodes and how it's presented. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think they just nailed it. The, the thing that I was really surprised by. You know, I've seen homages to older shows before, like, you know, your Nick at Night shows that you used to watch when you were younger, and or those old, like, 50s sitcoms, the black and white sitcoms, and they kind of half-heartedly go in and go, oh, you know, like, check out this gag, or hey, he fell over the stool like Dick Van Dyke does, haha. Yeah. But they they got the vibe and the feeling, and I actually was really invested in the little mini stories, like the first one where, like, they have the boss over for a dinner and they have to impress him to get yeah. a promotion, or the, the talent show in the second one. I was really mm-hmm. invested in that. I was like, oh, what's going to happen? I hope they Is make he going to get that promotion? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was laughing along with some of the corny jokes that they were making and the overacting that they were doing to kind of ham mm-hmm. up how those shows would play out. But I was still kind of tugged along and intrigued by, like you said, the little glitches, people acting funny, people not knowing information they should know, or how did we get here? When did we get married? You know, different stuff like that. Yeah. And then kind of the slight peeling back of the curtain and the little reveals that you get, the things aren't all what they seem to be. So, right. so into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So yeah, so yeah I'm, I'm here for it. I, I, I agree with you. I think you really hit the nail on the head when you talked about their chemistry. I think that's one of the major selling points for the show for people coming here, expecting like action, wait for winter soldier and the Falcon. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know, sir, I don't know what to tell you. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Sorry about okay. that. Wait for the Falcon and the Winter Jesus. Soldier. 
I know I forgot <laughs> I forgot Falcon's name for half a second. I was like, Winter Soldier, what's this? Falcon, Falcon. But yeah, wait for them. But I mean, what I like about this, after Endgame and the epicness of that and the tenure build up to that, now Marvel gets to get weird. You know, we got the What If series coming up. We have mm-hmm. the Multiverse of Madness. You know, Ooh. Doctor Strange's new movie. We have all these different actors from all these different Spider-Man films coming into the new Spider-Man. And then I heard Daredevil's going to be in it. They're yeah. they're going to be doing some experimenting and getting weird. And I'm here for it. I like this whole I Love Lucy meets Dip Van Dyke meets Bewitched meets Twilight Zone vibe that they got going yeah. on. I'm here for it. And I don't mind that's a slow burn. I love the fact that it's like a four by three ratio. The episode's like a like a half hour long. <laughs> like I'm right. like, okay, okay, I'm into it, you know? So I, I don't mind that they experiment. I think Disney Plus is the best place for it. And just like anything else Kevin Feige or Marvel has done, it's competent. It's mm-hmm. good. Maybe it's not the genre that you particularly like or not what you're here for, but for what they're aiming to do, they're nailing it, I think. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, this week, in case you're wondering, and I kind of alluded to this, I think last week, or maybe I didn't. I don't remember if I did or not. Do you remember that meme that was going around that photo? It was a person in the hospital bed, and somebody took a cardboard box and put it over their head, so their head's inside the box. And on the back side of the box, they had cut out a hole and put a switch. And then they had the Joy-Cons in their hands. So they're playing Nintendo Switch with like a makeshift box to hold it over their face. Uh-huh. You remember you seeing that? That yeah. got me thinking, like, because uh, I've imagined this, and I'm like, what I'd really like is, like, some kind of tablet holder to hold my Switch above me when I play my Switch in bed, because I get tired of holding it up with my arms. Right. And I just, I saw that thing, and I was I was thinking, like, we have boxes? Can I make one of those? And I'm like, what am I doing? So I went online, and I searched, and sure <laughs> enough, there are gooseneck tablet holders that you can just buy that work oh just fine. And I did. I bought, and it, <laughs> it came this week. I bought an SR Mate gooseneck tablet holder. You don't have to get this particular brand, but this is the one I got. And what's really great about it is it has like a like a vice at one end, so you can clamp it to like your your headboard or a nightstand or whatever, right? And the actual like gooseneck part of it is really stiff. Like I'm the type of guy that people come to to open jars, and I was like, I had to put some muscle in like uncoiling this thing. Mm-hmm. But that's good because it's so stiff, it holds the weight of your tablet without drooping. So I was able to kind of, on the top of my headboard, affix this thing, like lengthen out, have it set in front of me to where I'm laying in the bed. I can just kind of look up comfortably to see my tablet, put the mm-hmm. switch in there, boom. I'm playing Nintendo Switch in bed. My hands are wherever they want to be because Joy-Cons, just, you know, having a We are having truly a in the future. We are truly in the future. So the that's future what I'm feeling now. this week. <laughs> if you've ever imagined a more comfortable way to have your Switch situated, if you're in the bathtub, if you're in bed, somewhere where you're going to be playing the Switch for a while, but it's not like a conventional like dock situation, you need to get online and get you one of these. I got mine for like 17 bucks. Okay. Like, not bad at all. So that's what I'm feeling this week is a tablet holder so I don't have to hold my own tablet because it's the future. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the future, baby. Speaking of the future, I'm I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling something well up inside of me. It's 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 it's, uh, it's technology. It's 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 metal arms. It's it's magic it's and mayhem. Big swords. It's and hair. Demons. Blue hair. Anime. <laughs> Anime cello. Fight me. You fight me back. It's time Show for 
the Derek X Mike Anime Challenge. And this week, we are going through Berserk Episode 15 and Full Metal Alchemist Episodes 43 through 45. <sighs> Seven weeks left, and we're gonna get into oh, it. <laughs> so this Ooh. week, I gotta ask you, Derek, Berserk episode fifteen, how it do? Okay, so Berserk episode fifteen, decisive battle. Hmm. It starts off. The White Tiger Knights are trying to overtake the castle of Doldry, but they are getting blasted, blasted, blasted back by cannon shots, and all their men are basically dead. The White Tiger Knights, that's one of the armies in yes, Midland's Midland. kingdom, yes. the same one that Griffith fights for with the, with the Hawks, right. right? Okay. Right. Yeah, so Midland's White Tiger Knights are going up against the forces of Doldry Castle. They're trying to retake this place because this is where all the battles have been waged from on the side of Shooter. I and see. And once they reclaim this, then they the basically pretty much over. the war. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So the White Tiger Knights run up against the Purple Rhino Knights, Whoop. and I love these names. Right. And the Purple Rhino Knights just massacre them. They just they tear them apart. Mm. And then we go to a scene with the king and all of his generals, and they're trying to figure out what they need to do. They're like, we need to send all our men up against Doji Castles because there's a civil war about to break out in there, and we need to destroy them. And Griff's just like, I could do it if mm. I was commanded. And I was like, oh, Griffith got a big ass head. I know, right? He's like, I could do that if you want me to. I mean, nobody's going to yeah. do it. And then all the, everybody's like talking shit like he hasn't already proved himself time and time again. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one of the generals actually speaks up for him. He's like, look, this dude has won every battle he's in. I don't see why we're putting this past him, him and the mm-hmm. man of the hawk being able to do this. Mm-hmm. And so the king just says, Griffith, will you do it? Yeah. And Griffith's like, yes. You command it, it shall be done. <laughs> so all we right. get all of our crew. We get over to Casca and Guts. Mm. Guts is playing dice with a couple of his men, and Casca is just kind of standing there, staring off into the distance. Guts asks, "What's wrong?" With the seven, seven, yeah. eleven, seven, yeah, yeah. eleven. Even back though, little Joe. <laughs> mm. It was a good day for Guts that yep. day. And, the dice and hand, so uh, basically, Casca reveals that the head of the Doja Castle forces. Is actually the nobleman who Griffith slept with in order to get money for the Band of the Hawk when they oh, were. Oh, yeah, back in the yeah, day, yeah. Yeah, when they were oh, running no. funds and stuff. So, okay. Uh, he's now the governor, I think governor general of Doldry's forces. She says, she basically says she hopes that Griffith doesn't lose his head. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't get too personal about it. And yeah. Guts is like, Griffith will never do that. It's Griffith. Come on. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, and so we flash forward to them on the battlefield, and again, Guts is looking at Griffith, and he's like, uh, I'm ready to do this. Are you ready? You good? And Griffith's like, of course, let's do this. And then Guts, again, says, yeah, Griffith's not going to lose his cool. It's all good. And so the Band of the Hawk, the Hawks Raiders, they charge the castle. Guts is just tearing through soldiers left and right. He's riding that horse Without holding on to the <laughs> to the reins, which is just ridiculous. He's got strong sword. legs. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you got to be squeezing that horse's back like really hard to stay on that horse swinging that yeah. sword. Mm-hmm. But uh, eventually they take out quite a bit of their forces and then they retreat. The leader of the Purple Rhino Knots, Ganon, is wondering why they're retreating. And the nobleman that Griffith was with basically tells him, hey, you need to keep the... Leader of the Hawks alive, because I want him for myself. Oh. And I'm like, ooh, you nasty bitch. 
Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> like he's Griffith is here. Oh, don't oh, kill him. Bring I him remember. To me. I remember that. Mm, such good mm. times. It's like, oh my god, this little pasty sick. white booty. Yeah, it's sick. The nobleman rides down and he basically takes command of the purple rhino knights because he thinks that the general is going to try and kill Griffith. So he's like, I'm not having that shit. I want my boy. To oh, he back. takes direct okay. command. Okay. Yeah. All right. And he tells them as they retreat, as everyone's retreating, he's like, you need to go after them. What are you doing? Go after them. Kill them. And you're like, okay. And Griffith actually burned all the boats that they came in on hmm. so that they would have no escape. Their backs are so, to the river. Yeah. Yeah. So basically it's kind of like a morale boosting thing to where like if we don't win this battle then we don't leave here there Mm -hmm. is no retreat we have to win so he's basically (laughs) giving his men the incentive to fight much harder and to win this battle now they only have like five thousand men and shooter's forces are i think thirty thousand strong Ooh. okay yeah so that's like six men to every one yeah they got to use the power of anime if they want to get through this exactly so uh, ends off with Guts doing his little signature, like, kind of devilish smile. Mm. Like, he's ready to swing that sword and cut through everybody. So I'm excited for the next episode. Some stuff I left out. We also had some Adon tooting his own horn, even though he kind of ran from the battle. Got his brother killed. He gets chastised by Ganon and mm. kicked down a flight of stairs, which I thought was hilarious. But <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I can't wait for next week. And I can't wait to see Adon get what's coming to him because he, he needs to die already. He's, he's such a much. heel. Yeah, yeah he, he's done too much. I get it. He's comic relief, but I, I'd like to see him gone. Yeah, he's still missing all those teeth when, when uh, Guts bashed him in the helmet. With yeah, his sword. he's missing teeth. His face is all bandaged up and he's still talking shit. And I'm like, come yeah. on, man. Yeah, but I, I think this is interesting. This episode sets up a lot. So you have Griffith knowing that he's going up against this army that is led by a man with emotional and kind of irrational ties to him. Mm-hmm. You have the main general who is just bloodthirsty leading this army trampling everybody in this path he's a little bit leery about why did they retreat when they were actually they had the upper hand this is sus right mm-hmm. and and then like you said that the nobleman's like i feel like general was going to try to kill griffith i gotta take control keep going we got them on their heels and then jen's like i don't know this is kind of sus and then griffith meanwhile back to the river burned all the boats like this is it this is the moment so mm-hmm. I'm with you. Like, you're at the end of this episode thinking, oh my God. And then you got Don, of course, sitting in the castle just being a punk. So, right. <laughs> we we, we got to see what's happening. And the thing is, I don't know how many people in the battle are actually accounted for. You talked about Griffith and Guts, but did we talk about, you know, where's Pippin? Where's Judo? Where's Corcus? Where's. Uh... Yeah, no, they're all there. Oh, they're all there? Okay. All right. Yeah, I think, I believe they're all there. Okay. All right. Well. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have to see. What happens next episode? I bet it's going to be exciting. Looking mm-hmm. forward to hearing your thoughts. All right, yeah. well, let's get into it then. We have episode 43, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Last episode, I talked about how Kimberly had brought Drachman military forces to attack Briggs Fortress because Envy basically kind of hired him to get that blood crest going, which means blood needs to be shed on that mm-hmm. particular portion of the giant transmutation circle. I, my thought was, is he was going to attack and kill the people at Briggs, but that doesn't make any sense because they're still, their central forces are there and it's still the military that they want to keep in control. So, of course, what the plan really was, was for him to convince that there are people on the inside of Briggs that will help Drachma, but Drachma just gets massacred. They, yep. they, uh, Briggs Fortress gives them the business. 
and all of their blood stayed in the ground is what finishes the blood crest. So yeah. mission to comp. <laughs> and I also mentioned that Sapano had given away, and he's one of the Chimera falling around with Alphonse in the group. He had given away the location of Marco to Envy. And I didn't put enough weight on that statement because it sounds like he's basically betraying them. Right. So when you see Zampano with an, a disguised Envy approach Marco, you're like, oh, shit. Right. And Envy immediately reveals who he is once he gets to Marco. Like, hey, Marco, I love what you did with your face. Long time no see. Yeah. And then step, steps forward to attack Marco and then steps on like a la- an alchemy landmine almost and like gets stabbed with like icicles. Basically, it was all a ruse and a trap to get Envy to come after Marco and trap Envy. And May had left out all of these different Alcahestry traps that are set to go off if a homunculus steps on them. So it's safe for everybody else. Right. And so Envy is just like furious and just keeps getting blasted around. It's kind of funny. And then so Envy reverts to his giant beast-like form and begins to attack the group. Actually, he managed to snatch up Marco with his giant tongue. And puts the squeeze on him. Yeah, put the squeeze on. But Marco pulls off a glove that he's wearing, revealing that he actually has alchemy symbols written on his hand, maybe something drawn on by the group. And then he reaches out and actually destroys the Philosopher's Stone inside of Envy. That which part gave me chills. Every it time. was it was really cool, actually. I gotta admit that was a great scene. Like Marco just kind of like you know, being a badass. Yeah, being get, getting his moment to shine. Envy just kind of breaks down, like, no, how could you do this? And then, like, this tiny little worm pops out of the middle of the last of Envy, kind of flailing body. And you see that Envy's true form is this tiny little angry worm. (laughs) And they capture it and put it in a jar. Now, here's where it gets dumb. They take the jar, this tiny little parasitic creature wormy thing, and they give it to May. And they say, return to your country with the secret to immortality, that homunculus. And she's like, okay. And everybody's like, bye. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait a second. No. A, well, kill they, that they thing. Su- <laughs> they do it because they don't want her to, she doesn't need to be involved with the goings on of this country. Like, it's not her country. Go yeah, so she should cross the desert by herself to a mad emperor who wants the secret to immortality. That always ends well. And give You're him right. this evil creature. No. I mean, why don't you go ahead and give a child a grenade launcher and tell him to go shopping while you're at it? Jesus Christ. I mean, she did cross the desert herself the first time. I don't care. This whole thing is dumb (laughs) and I hate it. So anyways, they do that. And then Marco and Scar, they go their own way. Alphonse and the rest, they head for Lior. And then you shoot to Dublith. Bido, which is one of those chimeras that was under the original greed before, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Wrath or King Bradley massacred pretty much all of them he sees two military officers that are that keep stopping by azumi's place to search for her and he thinks they might be able to lead me to greed because he still thinks greed might be alive right and he hides under their car like cape fear style and like rides back to central where they're they're going so you can see he's on the path to look for greed his friend they shoot to olivier who is told about the fort's victory and uh she's like of course they're badasses they're my people and right. then one of the superior officers in Central asked her about the tenets of the rules of the military, and then men, they mentioned that it's forbidden to try to create a human. He's like, do you know why? And she's like, well, it's moral, blah, blah, blah. He goes, no, it's just because we want to do it. We don't want anybody else to do it, to create armies. And she, he shows her this incubation facility for all these humanoid bodies that they plan to fill with souls for their, mm-hmm. their undead army, basically. 
Yep. And then the last thing that happens in this episode, Alphonse and the gang actually arrive in Lior and they meet with Rose and run into uh, Alphonse's yeah. dad, Hohenheim. Like, oh, hey, it's my dad. And he's got and like then an we... apron and stuff on. Yeah, and he's like helping out. Like, hey, we're just making pies. <laughs> right. <laughs> Weird. So you shoot to the next episode. Alphonse and Winry are welcomed by Rose and the people of Lior, and they're all like rebuilding and like, we're happy. We're really glad you came here and shook shit up. Again, I thought that was weird, but I'm glad that they've experienced growth. <laughs> uh, you shoot to Darius, one of the chimeras that actually helped Edward out when they all fell down in the shaft, and he's making a withdrawal at a bank for Edward's state alchemist research account. And he's like, here's a letter saying that I have, I can withdraw from his account and give me lots of money. And they're like, right. okay. And I'm like, word, that's all you got to do is just get a letter and take somebody's money? Cool. But of course, they're still suspicious. So when he leaves, they're like, hey, somebody just like took a whole bunch of money from uh from Edward's account. Should we follow? Yep, follow. Okay, we're going to follow him. <laughs> so they follow him back to a clinic where Edward's being treated and try to attack them. But, you know, the three managed to beat back the soldiers and escape. So Edward and the two chimeras are on the run. But Edward's on the men. He seems to be fine. He's snacking, making jokes. Punching his metal arm through walls and grabbing people, yeah. you know, doing what yeah. he do. Uh, you shoot back to Lior. Hohenheim tells Alphonse like the complete truth about himself, his involvement with father, the coming promise day. And Alphonse spills the beans on their own plans and how they're going to use the giant transmutation circle and subvert it into an alchemistry symbol. And then Hohenheim throws in like, oh, you're just going to tell me all that, not knowing if I'm with the bad guys or not. Interesting. And then. Alphonse is like, uh, uh, what? And then Hohenheim's like, ah, just joking. Glad you still trust gotcha. me. And I'm like, that's fucked up, man. Why, why are you doing that? Why are you so right. I don't even know you like that, Dad. Bro. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Olivier is, uh, they shoot back to her being shown the army of humanoids created by the military. Bido actually kind of stumbles into that area, too, and kind of listens in. And then he wanders around and is eventually spotted by the new greed. Greed doesn't remember him right away and pursues him and kills him. And as soon as he does, he's flooded with like memories of his old friends. Ling seizes on this chance to like attack Greed's conscious and they kind of like fight violently with each other about him killing one of his own friends. Yeah. And basically Ling gets the chance, kind of takes over his body. They don't really, he does it off screen, but you can tell that's what's happening. Right. Later in the night, Greed actually storms Bradley's mansion and violently attacks him. Like, why do I remember these things? And why were you there killing my friends? You know, so Bradley yeah. and Greed are just going at it. I'm like, oh, Love dip. And meanwhile, Pride's just standing there with his mom. Like, I'm going to fuck somebody up. I swear right. to God, y'all better stop <laughs> doing this in my house. Like, he's just looking pissed. <laughs> you shoot to the third episode, 45, Promise Day. Greed is eventually overwhelmed in his fight with Bradley, and he manages to survive and escape. Uh, shoot back to Olivier. She goes home to like her family estate and she requests that her father determine a successor to the household <laughs> immediately and just leave. And she's like, he's like, well, I was planning on giving it to your brother, Alex. And she's like, why? He's weak and a coward and bitch made. Fuck him. <laughs> you should give it to me. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I don't know. And then Alex shows up like, oh, Olivier, what are you doing here? And then the, then the dad's like, hey, you two fight to the death and whoever wins can have the family. We're going to go on holiday. <laughs> and so immediately Olivier is like yeah and then Alex is like how dare you give our father an ultimatum and they fight each other and they're just wrecking the house meanwhile the dad the mom and their younger sister are all like where should we go on holiday do you think we should right. get some souvenirs like statues 
And like they just leave completely unbothered. The sister pops back in like, hang in there, Alex. Right. <laughs> and Alex gets bodied like you wouldn't believe. I was like, yeah. damn, Olivier ain't playing games. And she's like, I win. I now control everything. I'm the successor. And Alex kind of he was like, why would you? Did you send our family away and take control? That way they wouldn't be used as leverage. And then you see Olivier crack the slightest of smirks like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm smart. You figured out my plan. And then she yeah. leaves. So basically, she just popped in and convinced her family to, to skip town. That way, when she does turncoat on the turncoats, they can't use her family against her. Yeah, don't come to school tomorrow. Pretty smart, actually, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay, so May passes through a town on her way to get back to Jing, Yuswell. And people there are like, hey, hey, little girl, where are you going? She's like, I'm heading across the desert back to my country. Like, whoa, that's far. You should stop for the night. Eat, blah, blah, blah. I'll take her. You want to put her up in your bed? Yeah, sure. Hey, have some stew. They're all being super nice to her. And Envy's listening in in his little his little worm jar. And <laughs> he goes, Hey, it's too it's such a shame you have to go back to your country and leave all these people to die. Maybe you mm-hmm. could go back to Central though and like fight, blah blah blah. And she's like, Yeah, I'm gonna go back to Central and I'm gonna fight. And she turns tail and runs back. Yeah. And I'm like, This is why you don't send a little girl with a rocket launcher to the fucking grocery store. <laughs> she's like she's just bringing envy right back to father now dumbass yep. so ugh, i'm moving on so, yeah. <laughs> edward darius and heinkel go to one of the old hideouts they used to be in to try to find alphonse because edward's trying to figure out where alphonse would be they don't actually find alphonse there but shortly after ling arrives who had temporarily regained control over his body he did eventually kind of push greed down because all the turmoil greed's going through and all the you know the conflict yeah ling eats all their food <laughs> as ling yeah, do of course and he tells edward that father's going to try and open the gate on the quote-unquote promised day this is the same thing hohenheim was talking about eventually when edward tries to get like which okay which day is that greed eventually regains control and he's not really violent he's just like look at you jokers and he tries to leave Edward's like, hey, man, you're going against these homunculi in Central. So are we. Why don't you join up with us, you know, since, you know, things aren't going so good with them. And Greed's like, man, I ain't no follower. I'm a leader. You should join me. He, like, jokes and just leaves. Like, I'm going to get my own crew. Okay? I'm the Buster Rhymes of this group. Okay? I'm not Rod Digga. I'm not Lord Have Mercy. (laughs) So he leaves. And then Edward catches up with him. And he's like, "Uh, okay, I'll join you. Greed's like, well... And Edward's like, and I got these two chimeras that pretty much do whatever I say. And they're like, hey. And they, like, stomp him out. And they do the anime jokey thing. Like, we're not following you. Ha, 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 ha. And I wait for that to be over. And then they kind of move on. So for whatever reason, and I think I kind of get why he wants to keep tabs on him and maybe eventually kind of bring him into the fold. But he, quote, unquote, agrees to follow Greed. And Greed's like, okay, you're in my crew. That's that. Yeah. You shoot back to Alphonse. And he passes a message through Azumi two miles at Briggs and through to their allies in the military at Mustang. And he's basically, Alphonse is getting the word out to everybody in the crew. The promised day is coming. It's scheduled to take place next spring. So now we have yeah. a date for an all this shit's going down. And that's Ooh, the end yeah. of that episode. So, oh, man. I mean, all these episodes are setting up the crew. They're setting up opposing forces. The homies are getting together. They got plans. Now we know what's going to happen next spring. It's happening. Real soon. Oh, yeah. Literally from this point on, it's like nonstop action to the end. 
Oh, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, because that's yeah. I got to tell you that some of my favorite parts about these episodes, I really like the whole thing with the Alexander and Olivier's family. I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. It, it actually gave me Shit's Creek vibes just a little bit for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved when Envy like showed up and just got his ass whooped. That was cathartic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, May whole thing. That was stupid. I'm like, why are you guys so dumb? And then Hohenheim and Alphonse getting a little time together. That was sweet. So. Yeah, those are probably my favorite parts. Oh, boy. Emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here they well, come. That, that is the end of our episode. My goodness. Episode 30. In the books. How about oh, it? Oh, yeah. Although, for me, it's not really in the books until I finish editing. But in the yeah. books. In the books. The books All right, are so, open. Speaking of books and games and nerd memorabilia, things that people want to buy. They can buy them from you, but where can they find you at, Derek, to get a hold of you for these great deals? They can find all this cool stuff that I talk about on the podcast at ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more. And remember, now through February 14th, 15% off most of my entire store. So get on there, check it out, send me a message, let me know you listen to the podcast. Really appreciate that. And you can follow me on Instagram at GamerGoodiesMore and on Twitter at Goodies underscore more. And if you're interested, you can also find us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Player2 has entered the pod. Like and follow the page. We would really appreciate it. You can stay up to date with us and all the clips and different things we like to post throughout the week. You can find me on Twitter at MikePetersonAL. And if you're on YouTube, a couple channels you want to check out. Player2 has entered the podcast, has its own YouTube channel. You can listen to us there, of course, and our clips. I have all of my Twitch streams archived there at MC Paper Stacks Plays. You can check me out on Twitch if you'd like and hang out with me. I definitely like to engage with my audience and have a lot of fun. Twitch.tv slash MC Paper Mondays I play Brawlers. If you're into Warriors games or beat-em-ups, that's where you're going to find me. This Monday I'm going to be playing Armored Warriors. It's a really awesome classic arcade beat-em-up with mechs. It's bananas. I think, I think people are going to enjoy it. The mainstream right now, which I do on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays at 8, that's uh, Cyberpunk, shooting through the main story. And then Fridays, horror games. This upcoming Friday, I'm going to be playing Lost and Vivo. It's by the same developer as Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion. Should be a lot of fun. If you want to contact us, got questions, stream suggestions, collaboration ideas, criticisms, whatever, send us an email at mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. And remember, we upload new episodes weekly, every single Sunday. That's anchor.fm slash player2 has entered the pod. Of course, you can find us wherever podcasts are located. Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Podcast, Radio Public, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. And that is our show. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate you. Peace. Peace.